Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. I'm Linda Crater, and welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. I am very pleased today to be talking about something that hits close to home for so many of our listeners, and that is about mom entrepreneurs. And we know so many people, so many businesses are run by women while they also raise a family or do other things. And it's not an easy road, but we have so much creativity and vision that it'd be a shame to not utilize it. So this show is intended to share how you can do it, why it's important, and the fact that you know, that, that creativity and discovery within you, if you stifle it, you may have to come back to it much, much later, but there are ways to blend it and not lose yourself in the process. So we're going to be talking today to Jennifer Schwartzberg. She's absolutely marvelous in terms of being able to juggle, and I'll, I'll ask her questions about her background a little bit so that you can understand that if she can do this, Anybody can make this happen. It just takes diligence, persistence, and a dream. And so never let your dreams die. And so, Jennifer, welcome to our program today. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. It's so nice to talk with you about this because you and I have spoken privately, and we know how mothers have to balance, juggle, we feel conflicted all the time, and yet we also know that there could be a spark within, that we want to do something in addition to motherhood. It doesn't mean we are not proud of what we're doing or not happy with what we're doing. We could also be needing to bring in another income. It, it really varies across the board all the way. And while conflict can be part of it, if you learn how to balance and use some of the things that we're going to talk about today, it is possible to do, I I don't want to say have it all, because all is a huge encompassing term, but you can have it most. And that goes very far to making you a happier, more fulfilled, more productive, and usually more efficient mother. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I mean, the the idea that you are continually striving to go forward in your life and the life with your children and your family, it's not limiting you. It's not the, the expectations that are put on women to just be the mother or be the, the business owner or just just be yourself. But then they define that as you well, if you're a mother, you can't do this, or, or, well, how can you balance all these things? Well, you can. It's, it's not as complicated as it, as, as we make it, and the expectations placed on us to limit what we can do. Well, if you achieve one thing, you, you can't. You have to give up something else. And what message that's sending, not only to ourselves, but to the generations that we're raising up. I mean, it's, it's I, true. crazy. Well, it's true. I, I mean, I was a young 
mother entrepreneur, and I won't say it was easy because it wasn't, but it, it was also extremely fulfilling. And when you model behavior to your children that you, you, they are not less important to you, the children, but you are also more vibrant and more interesting and you show them uh, a model of competency and what's the word I'm looking for? A satisfaction because I, I think people judged. Now I'm older than you are. So in those days it, I was judged for being um, both a mother and an entrepreneur. And I decided not to let it bother me because I knew my children were not shortchanged. But I also knew that we needed two incomes. And so it was essential, quite essential at, at certain periods of time. But I want to go into your background so that people understand a little bit about what you were juggling. So you <laughs> were born into a military family, which means you had to relocate. You had to stand up to the... Um, I always say that the military children have a lot of pressure put on them to behave a certain way so they don't interfere with the career. Would you agree with that? Very true. And my father was an officer, so there was that expectation that mm -hmm. because he was a leader, I had to be a leader, even amongst my peer group. Mm -hmm. But what I loved when we spoke is you said he also taught you to think and to think big and to question everything. What a gift. He was, he's an amazing man. He's still around and he, he still does that. It's, it's thinking beyond the box. Mm -hmm. It's not settling for what someone just tells you you're supposed to do. Even though within the military, he's still, he, he was still in charge of people. He would still play that level's advocate of, of well, what could be mm -hmm. and not limiting yourself to whatever is in front of you but what can you do with that and and how how could that be different um and in some cases changing the the point of view simply to get you to think of a different perspective well in many cases officers have to be problem resolvers and so he obviously passed that on to you and you're also working with less resources sometimes i think it's no secret to anyone that military families are not rich. No. They, they, they're simply not. And so it, it's almost a better upbringing to have to work for everything that you're getting and to understand a frugal way of life, a modest or more simple way of life that isn't based on stuff. Right, right. And I would definitely agree with that. Is the work ethic that goes into it and that philosophy that from the very beginning, you you can take ownership of it because you put that little sweat effort into it you know cleaning your own room you get to understand that this is what i did this is my my stuff that i'm taking care of or mm -hmm. going out and having a little lemonade stand that that sense of pride that you get that i did this i, on I my so own. agree and handed and, to me well well you also I don't know in your household, but in mine, we had to earn our own money for mm -hmm. the things that we wanted. 
very yes definitely i mean my neither of my parents uh were extremely affluent so it was if i wanted to get something i needed to earn it whether it was working for my allowance or whether it was going out and and earning some pocket money from selling something or coming up with something this it was instilled in me even as a small child that this is this is just a fundamental part of life and though my parents of course wanted to you know give me what i wanted well, you know in a very general sense i knew they couldn't and it was just understood that way i didn't feel like i was lacking so much as that it was empowering that I could stand on my two little feet, even as a, as a small person, stand on my two feet and earn the $10 that I wanted for that or the $200 that I wanted to go on a trip. It was it was just something innate in within me that I could do that. And it was it was a principle built into, I think, our family model um, that really carried uh, early in my life and, and beyond. I think it's marvelous that when we have skin in the game, it gives us a greater appreciation when we earned it, just as you're talking about, it's an empowering feeling. And I actually feel sorry for the kids who didn't grow up babysitting, raking leaves, waiting tables, doing those sorts of things because you expect the world to be giving you things on a platter. And we've all seen how well that works. And so I really think that having that expectation of, as I said, skin in the game or putting your own effort in, I know some families will match. Okay, if you earn half of this, we'll give you this to support you. And, but having a job early makes us rather atypical because I know lots of kids who took a quote, and this is in quotes, jobs so that they could put it on their resumes for college. Well, not everyone goes to college. That's true. And it's very true. And I think it's going to become further the yeah. truth um, for good reasons, actually. And I think that we learn uh, life's lessons from actually functioning in the real world. So I, I love that... We're talking about parental expectations, but I want to ask you this question because I've asked myself this many times. Can those raised without these type of expectations do just as well later on with entrepreneurship or is it more of a stretch for them? And this is an opinion question. Well, I think I, I'm one of those people who thinks anything is possible. Um, might it take a little more effort? on their own part to mm -hmm. learn these skills of of kind of self-reliance and that and that grit that comes mm -hmm. with having to do it possibly there are very many um, entrepreneurial minded people who have a great vision and whether they were given a, a, a lot of opportunity uh, from from being an, uh, an affluent uh, background or they were the poorest of poor mm -hmm. and having to you know, 
grit and, and, and fight for it their whole lives. I do think the possibility of, of being successful entrepreneurs is there. It is a matter of, of holding on to your vision, having a crystal clear vision of what you want to do and that solid commitment to yourself that no matter what, no matter what presents itself in front of me, I'm going to make this work. I absolutely agree with that. I think that we may not even know that we're going to grow up to be an entrepreneur. It was a pathway I didn't think I, I never aimed for it. But when an idea came along and the opportunity came along, I realized that all the other things I'd done in life had led me to that point. And so I wasn't afraid. Part of, I think, what holds people back, moms especially, is a, a risk profile, a fear profile, uh, self-limiting beliefs. What we think about ourselves truly matters. Right. And what we're fed to believe throughout um, our, our upbringing. If you, if you think about it, small children, as they grow up, they're all little entrepreneurs. They're looking for, mm -hmm. mommy, what can I get? What can I give <laughs> you to get something? I mean, you just You're absolutely right. And then as we grow up and we go through school, especially if you're in the mainstream schools, you are just taught, well, you have to conform. You have to conform. You have to sit. You have to sit quietly. You have to do your work. You have to regurgitate this information because this is how you get the grades to get through the school to meet the expectations that you will follow this pre-designed path that's in front of you but if you if you talk to small people um they have a million ideas of what they want to do and where they want to be and some of them will fall along the path of higher education and going into a corporate field or going into um, a medical field or going into an emergency field some of them will be way off in left field where they just they want to go to the moon mm -hmm. and some of them they're very service oriented. It's, it's so individual and they're looking for their little niche within the world, which again, could be five different directions. A lot of times they want to go all the directions at one time. And so you have to, okay, we're very good. And it's, it's just this idea that as we went through school, I remember having those dreams and mm -hmm. not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up. And then I would have on one hand, my father, who to this day, I love him for it, it basically said, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. You can do, you can be whatever you want to be. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do. On the other hand, having other, you know, other people with other expectations, placing them on me, well, that, well, the most you can do in life or the greatest thing you can do in life. I love loved that hated that one mm -hmm. was to be a wife and a mother mm -hmm. well who said that's well it's a great thing don't get me wrong I have five children I love being a mother I love being a wife but to say that that's the greatest thing or that's the most that I can be oh that's that I just can't understand that because there are so many other things I've done in my life mm -hmm. that have added to it that have defined me more than just simply being a mother or a wife and to tell my daughters that this is the most you're going to be in life is terrible 
to tell my son that, well, the expectation is that you're going to grow up and you're simply just going to get whatever the first job that you find and the, the first career that you can think of to put you through school, to get you to whatever the hamster wheel of, of the <laughs> employment is going to be for the rest of your life. No, by all means, follow your dreams. What are your dreams? Go for it. It's, it's not for me to decide, but it was, I think, growing up, that was that it was, it was the force you were fighting against as, as a child, as a, we talk rebellious teenagers, right? It's I the still haven't rebelled, with. Jen, sorry. I haven't even rebelled. <laughs> I'm waiting for the right moment. I say, we all, it's, it's, I, I, I honestly think that I haven't stopped rebelling from a lot of people. <laughs> I love that. I, I think that when you say you're a mother of five, I want to share with our listeners that you had your first child just before you turned 20. Yes. And you had your fifth child just before you turned 40. And That's some, quite a huge span, isn't it? <laughs> it's a span and... You, you really had some hardships and traumas in between. And the resilience you show is probably a combination of the background that you learned and the grit and persistence you have inside. Possibly, you know, it's, it's the simplicity that, you know, many people might have called me a failure with the fact that my first son was born just before I was, I was 20. Uh, two weeks before I was turned 20. That's a very, you know, very interesting little side <laughs> note. But it was that, you know, being called, well, the baby has the baby. Mm. Really? That's That was one of the first things people used to say to me. Well, oh, you're such a baby and you have, you have a baby already. And at, still, with my, my tiny, my not so tiny son, but with my son, I ended up starting and running home-based businesses mm -hmm. because I wanted to, or we needed extra pocket money. Right. The society that we live in is not based on one income. And even though I had a very supportive husband at the time who was willing to work a 40 plus hour week with the intention of me staying home and raising our children, and was very supportive of that role that I that, that we both wanted me to play. Now it was some necessity. We understood if I went back into the workforce, I was only going back into the workforce to pay the babysitter. Mm -hmm. So it it made no sense because we were no we were not again my husband and I we were not affluent. We were not you know we were middle income at best as a family. And it was still this moment of like, we need two incomes coming in. And yet at the same time, really simpli simplifying our lives so that my working was more because I wanted to versus I had to. If that makes any sense at all. That makes perfect sense because I think well, I went through both where I had to go to work and then I shifted that to a different choice 
and that was my largest entrepreneurial venture and turned out to be far more successful than I had ever anticipated, which is marvelous. But catastrophic success can be just as hard as catastrophic failure. So it is. And when you first start out and, and you're, you're really kind of shaky on, all right, how can I balance all of this? And so you try a lot of things. And I was curious to make it all work. I had, like I said, I've been working since I was 14. And so you, you tried things and then you tried other things. And I think some people looked at us and said, you guys are crazy. What are you doing? And, and one or two, very few, um, would say, I, I'm in awe of how you are balancing all of this. And my answer would always be, well, I'm not so sure I'm balancing. I feel like I'm on a teeter-totter and I'm not sure which way it's going to go sometimes. But as long as I don't catapult off, I'm all right. Um, I think if you're raised with, my parents raised me to get things done. If you're going to do something, do it right. And those kinds of things are completely within my wheelhouse. I mean, that's how I grew up. I, if I fell down, I got back up again. I mean, it was expected and anticipated. And I think those expectations are very powerful to pass on to our children, not to drive them crazy and make them think they fail when they do fall, but to let them know that you fall, you get back up again, and then the next plan has some learning attached to it. And I, I think that's important. Another lesson that I think is so important is feeling that you're worthy. I bring this up because I had a very emotionally abusive marriage. And so I was a confident person. I was a successful entrepreneur. But over the course of time, emotional abuse and neglect and and, and all sorts of things that are very unpleasant, and I'll just say that, really wear you down. Thank and you. you start to feel you are not worthy. And that was a very difficult time in my life. I was running a very big company that I had started. Uh, it was supporting our family and more. And yet, at home, I was being told I was not worthy. The reason I bring this up is because sometimes we threaten the status quo when we are more successful than someone thought we would be. So I was very naive and I thought, this is marvelous. We're doing really well. We're a good team. Uh, he was not working at my company, but I was wrong. And so I, I, I think we have to be careful how we take in messages from other people that don't actually fit, are not accurate. And it, it brings up my absolute loathing of labels. So worthiness is so important and it is critical to your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So talk about how self-esteem and confidence and knowing you can do what you need to do, having a problem resolved whenever you're ready to go mm -hmm. is so important. Well, to, to speak into the self-confidence, I think the scientific 
expect well scientific method right is mm -hmm. try something fail try again fail faster yeah. until you find what works and it's a beautiful thing you you look at it as little kids as they grow up you know toddlers when they're learning to walk they fall a million times before mm -hmm. they figure out where their feet are and how all these muscles work to go <laughs> forward and so as as children you it's it's amazing to watch them as they try and they fail and they try again and they fail faster and they gain that confidence through trial and error mm -hmm. as a young mother i will tell people all the time parenting is trial by error mm -hmm. you're not going to get it right the first time you're going to get it the best you know how to and you're going to you're going to make mistakes and that's completely normal and understanding okay well we made a mistake and and what can we do how can we correct things how can we tweak whatever's happening with this particular child or let's look at businesses mm -hmm. let's look at your marriage that worked that didn't work how can we as a team work towards always making it better even if you're succeeding in something always looking at well evaluating it and how can we tweak it to make it better that's where that self-confidence comes in it's also the process understanding that well this little this little hiccup that happened here it was that it was a hiccup it wasn't what we're going to define happening it was the hiccup that's in between me and my goal and it's we're going sideways for a few steps here almost like sailing we're sailing into the wind so we're going to tack left and then we're going to tack right or we're going to keep going forward but it's not a complete straight line i love and that I, I'm going to cut you off because we're going into a break and sailing is such a terrific analogy for business because you do have to tack to starboard to port to get to where you're going and it isn't it isn't a linear path at all. In the second half of our show we're going to talk specifically about what Jennifer is doing to aid mother mom entrepreneurs and give them the tools they need to have the confidence to succeed at both of their roles. We'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll return after these short messages. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? 
Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We're continuing our discussion with Jennifer Schwartzberg, and we're going to talk further in detail about how to empower mom entrepreneurs, because believe it or not, if you stop and think about all that you do, most moms are mom entrepreneurs in one way or another. Exactly. I really believe that to be true. And I do believe that the divide has gone away from when I was raising my children and it was stay at home versus work at home, and there was division between the two groups. And these days, as you have already said, and I think I echoed, you really do need a two-income family to make it these days. And so let's take a look at how we do that balance part, because I think that's the part that's the most difficult, and how you deal with the days you feel conflicted and have to make different and hard choices, and how to build that into your days well let me think the the main part here with balance is i'm going to i'm going to slide back to what we were talking about before with feeling worthy mm-hmm. many times we as women are told that well you're you're just supposed to do it there's the expectation that, well, yeah, you just have everything handled or you have nothing handled. It's kind of one of those like pendulum swings. Either Mm -hmm. you've got it all together or you're just a hot mess. (laughs) And an excellent description. Right. Right. And that's that's just what it is. It was amazing. Um, I'll share you show you an interesting anecdote. Um, A friend of mine, she's a really good friend of mine told me at one point that she thought I was scary, mm. that I was intimidating. I was like, what? What are you talking about? She goes, no, no, no. I understand now that's complete, complete and utter mess. It's not. But when I first met you, you had everything together. Now, she met me when I was maybe 25. Okay. And I had two children at that point. And we met at the park with a bunch of other friends and I managed to keep my little children on their little blanket while I was doing something else, while I was doing something else, while I was handling this, while I was being bossy to other people, who knows what I was doing. I was managing a safety corridor for um, a, a group of people that we were dealing with. And she goes, you had everything together. You were a mother and you had all of your all of your stuff together and I said really and she goes no 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 I understand now it was complete and utter 
you know, it was, it was, it was a shop. And she goes, but you do, you have it all together. And at the same time, you don't. But I understand. But the, that perception that, well, you had children who weren't running off and trying to go in the duck pond and, and drown themselves. You had they, they would obey. They would sit. They would do their thing, but they would play. And she goes, as I watched you, I could see, well, yeah, you, you know, you weren't all perfect, which was that perception of, oh, yeah, I've got it all together. This is easy. And then at the at the other end of the spectrum. There are moments when I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off because my in-laws are coming and I'm cleaning the house like a mad person because I haven't touched it. Right. And she goes, I I get it. You're not like that. That it is this idea that, well, either you're one way or you're another, but there's there has to be a balance somewhere. And this idea of accepting myself, this is something I had to do for myself. Mm-hmm. accepting that there are days when I might look like I have it all together and everybody goes, Jen, I don't know how you do it. And I look at them and I go, do what? <laughs> because I don't know that I'm doing anything right. Like you, I think just all the balls are up in the air. What do you mean juggling? They're right. going to fall. I just happen to be catching and tossing them back up every once in a while. You know, whatever presents itself to me at that time. We I deal was with always that. careful not to have glass balls in the air right because that would have been a total disaster (laughs) we're not juggling the cutlery today right I have a friend who throws axes and I'm like oh my word I just (laughs) wouldn't even know what to say about that let me ask you about the similarities Mm -hmm. because I saw them I want to know if you did that I learned from being a mother that I then applied in business, especially staff development. Oh, all the time. All the time. I at one point I was like, well, if we could if we could look at our businesses the way we look at our families mm-hmm. and vice versa, look at your family the way you look at your business. Right. You can go back and forth. Your employees, really, your family are your family. Mm-hmm. Right. They are either your children that you are growing up or they are your partners or they are your your in-laws that you're having to get along with. There's a give and a take there. You are mentoring them. If you look at them as your children, right, you're mentoring them to get something done. You all have a common goal at the end of the day, which is to sell whatever the product is. But you're you're developing something in them. It's that leadership. I'm duplicating myself through the employees that I have. But there's also responsibility, that same responsibility of caring for your children. You can bring to your employees. I know I have to I have to make sure that they are clothed and fed. Right. I've got to pay them Mm -hmm. to make it. You know, I want to care for them that way. And I think a lot of employers, especially women employers, have that kind of a. Uh, a nurturing nature and can bring that towards their their businesses I think they we naturally do it we naturally want to care for the people who are un, you know quote unquote underneath us and really get to the grit of it we understand if one of our employees walks in the door and they're having a bad day and there's an there's an innate part of us that wants to go over there and, and help them with whatever's going on, because it's that sixth sense or that that um, intuition that happens that I really calls to it. Absolutely agree. And I think that your company or your family or both 
no, both, definitely both. Reflect your values. And definitely. if you are true to your values, maybe you haven't written them down, maybe you're not totally clear on what your values are, but you know how you behave, how you speak, and if you're fortunate enough to be congruent in that so that your actions match your words, you really have a simpler time of juggling both because people can expect you to behave in a certain way and know your expectations. I, I know when I ran my larger company, the expectations were very high. The standards were very high. And the people knew what was, what was expected of them but they were proud of the work they turned out. And I think that's very true. I think a it, lot of it's people... It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And they take that ownership. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I think it's empowering to have that. And I, I honestly think that with having a plan, I don't know if, any, if anybody else is like this, but um, I suspect we're all like this. When you have a plan, you feel a lot more secure mm-hmm. in going forward. And so when you have that vision and you understand that that vision for your company, for your family, right, your your, your mm-hmm. company family, you understand what that is. Everybody's on board with that. You know, we talk about um, vision boards. We talk about uh, mission statements for the company and having the entire company on board with going forward. Each employee or family member gets to take ownership on this is where we're going. It's very empowering. They're all together. They have this sense of of camaraderie and teamwork that go mm-hmm. into it. And it starts really with with you, with the with the mom entrepreneur, in having that clear vision because you're the captain of that ship. You're the one sailing saying this is where we're going to go and getting everybody clustering everybody together and and getting them all on board with okay this is where we're going to go and keeping people from being distracted we know how little children can get distracted employees can do the same thing they can you know go sideways and and hamster wheel themselves because they got stuck on a problem and being able to to see that bigger picture and really kind of rally everybody together is is still very much that leadership going forward. I absolutely agree. And by the way, Jennifer has written three books. I love these titles. Six Steps to Mastery with a Toddler and Business. Actually, those are are going forward. Those are books in progress. Oh, those are in progress. Well, you'll love this. Six Steps to Mastery with a Teenager and Business (laughs) and then Growing Entrepreneurs. Because I think that unless... You realize your need that perhaps it you have something that you'd like to do or you need to be doing something else that will generate funds. You, you have to become tired enough of your current situation to make a move because mm-hmm. not everyone wants to make a move. And I've told you this saying before, sometimes it's a matter of just making a decision because the road is just strewn with flat squirrels. That couldn't make a decision. I love that. Well, I do too. It's such a wonderful visual and I didn't make it up. I don't know where it came from, but I, I think you do have to get to a point where it's either a necessity, uh, then you figure out what it is you want to do and, and who to reach out to. And there are now amazing coaches, you're one of them, who can help you take a look and, and, and figure out What is it you need? How do you make a plan? And having some clarity in your plan other than just saying, I I need to do something. 
-hmm. And because that's what you hear people say. And then when you say to them, well, do you want to talk about a plan? Um, Well, not really. So that's a fear often or it, it, but it could also just be, um, they don't really have a vision or I don't want to say vision. That sounds like hallucinations, but it's, you know, having a plan of, I'd really like to delve more into this in order to do that. I should take a class in, I'm going to erase the word should, I would like to take a class in X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see if the, I'm really interested. So we don't have to take giant leaps into I'm going to suddenly start my own business. You, Many, many people have started their own business after being part of a multi-level marketing group mm-hmm. or having you know, a, a home business. Uh, mm-hmm. Very small thing. Take the small steps, learn your lessons and build it up. I, I want you to talk a little bit about the power of process and why it's so important. Well, it, the power, well, we talk about the, the power is in the process. It's mm. this idea of it's not just one step. It's an ongoing, multi-faceted discovery moment. It's in, in, And you go layer by layer or you go step by step, right? I think when we were children, we were told to dream big. And then as we go into adulthood it's not so much dreaming big you're not allowed to dream anymore if you haven't reached your dreams already you're done just go into the workforce or just go have your family or or both right but juggle Mm -hmm. it all together and and by the way we expect it to be perfect ha 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 very funny (laughs) nice try right right it's a beautiful you know illusion that we put out there but this idea that you can still start over Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's again, it's that try something, fail, try something else, fail faster mm-hmm. until you narrow down the field on like what it is you're really looking for or what baby step can you take? When I talk to lovely women and that that question, well, I'm not I'm not happy with what I'm doing. Well, then, OK, what would you be happy doing? Oh, I don't know. I love the answer. I don't know. Okay, well, if you didn't, if you did know what it was, what would you say? Lovely women. It, well, I don't, but it just, works. It was done. Like, say, I think, I if you, you would have introduced me that. If you did know, I, what would it be? <laughs> isn't that, well, I, all credit it's goes to a wonderful, wise woman I knew probably 20 years ago. But it's a wonderful thing because wonderful the answers thing. are within. We do know what we want. We just maybe haven't clarified it enough to speak it out loud. Well, and and I think that we've been told for so long, you're not allowed to. Mm. You're not allowed to dream big once you have exited your teenage years and you have a family. If you have a business, we'll put it that way. If you're a mom entrepreneur, the expectation is you're just a giant hamster wheel. Because this is, you have to focus on your day-to-day and your bottom line and your family and survival, right? You can't, you can't really think big. You can't think five or 10 years out. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You need to just think about this week or this month. And that's the expectation. And it's, it's, it's completely, but if you don't have that, if you don't have that clear vision, and I do use vision where it is, 
you can you you've written it down my children are beautiful creative writers to write it down so that you can read it and you can get a very clear picture in your mind you close your eyes and it's right there and you can see what your children you know how happy they would be how happy you would be what your life is going to be like and then kind of reverse engineer what you need to do to get there mm-hmm. is a completely different different take on on reality for the way we were taught especially in our adulthood as to how you're supposed to approach things completely you know turns it on its ear but it also empowers you it shows you as a woman as a as a wife as a mother how worthy you are to be there to be in that dream world that you have and it's not just some ambiguous nebulous idea that sometime in the future this is supposed this might not supposed to but might happen wouldn't it be nice if that happened it's, it's that idea true. you can it's intentional and, well i'm going to go back to what you said you know it's it you don't necessarily have to have the big jump but you can make small steps mm-hmm. each week each okay. month you can take a break for a month and then start it back again. I, I always think that we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. Exactly. And so, you know, it that a it's a process and it's progress. And you may be a snail or you might be a cheetah. You might right. be fortunate enough to be able to take things that fast. But mm-hmm. most often nothing happens overnight. But you mm-hmm. also didn't get to be thinking about this and suddenly spring forward one morning and wake up and say, I'm going to be an astronaut. I well, mean, and that's the other expectation. People yes. think, well, if you've got some some crazy idea, it's you're supposed to snap your fingers and it just happens. Uh, well, no, everything is a process, including developing what it is you want to do. It's, you know, we get so frustrated. It doesn't happen yesterday. It, you know, it doesn't right. happen tomorrow. <laughs> We're a microwave world. But the the funny thing is, I do believe in process. I do believe in small steps, especially if you're starting out and not certain what you wish to do. Taking Mm -hmm. small steps lowers your risk if your risk profile is less. And Mm -hmm. it also shows you what you're good at, what you like. There's always parts to jobs that we don't like. And that's why my mother said that's why they call it work. But But if you blend the two, and most people, when they start a business, either have another business that they keep their job and do it as a side gig, Mm -hmm. or they're in parenting and they're doing that and and doing the side gig is the new thing. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter which way you do it. It's just developing the confidence and the discipline to take those small steps if it matters to you. If it doesn't, then don't fight it. But most people have something they wish they would do and they don't want to look back and say, I regret not doing that. Right. That's the biggest regret is not what we've done in our lives, but what we haven't done, mm-hmm. what we haven't tried. What do you think are good support systems for mothers thinking about doing this, women thinking about starting their own businesses? Oh, my gosh. Well, let me think. There are a number of support groups out there who, for women who are looking 
into getting into into businesses and many businesses business models that are based a, around having a community of women that you can tap into mm-hmm. um i know personally and I, I don't mean this as a plug i have a free email that just simply pours into people and it's just encouragement and tell them the website url jennifer schwartzberg.com spell and schwartzberg S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z-B-E-R-G. Dot com? Dot com. It's important. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. And so that's a good start. So it's, if it's you're just a free email that pours right. into you and it, it usually a few antidotes or um anecdotes, sorry. And yeah, an um, antidote. <laughs> I love that. It can be. It can uh, yeah, be. It, it can be an antidote to boredom or right. unhappiness. It, it that's, can be. You're absolutely right. It can and be it, you both. Know, maybe a question here or there where, where it is. It's the simple things. It's, it's okay. Here's a little story about what's ever going on in my life. And then asking mm-hmm. the person, um, I love asking people, well, what would you do here? Or how would this apply to you? Mm-hmm. Because it is that. It's, it's learning from somebody else. And what little step can you take? to apply a little bit of balance to your schedule or your feelings or your your children or your whatever's taking that greatest amount of energy and and time and space from you how can you apply a little bit of balance i tend to think a lot of what this means to women who are starting businesses or contemplating it is Mm -hmm. unlearning things that you either thought the should monster told you Mm -hmm. or you expect of yourselves. Often we are our harshest critics. And so we set the expectations. And sometimes those expectations or those tasks have been set for so long that we never thought to not do them. So unlearning is just as important as learning, I believe. That's, again, my opinion. But I I think it's true. I think it is true. I would even couple that with almost breaking the bonds of those expectations, mm-hmm. whether were placed on us as children or teens or young adults, or we've placed on ourselves, mm-hmm. um, whether it be this is the most you can accomplish or the expectation that I can't do something. Mm. Those words are sad to me. Mm-hmm. I can't often means I won't because I didn't think into it as a child might, which is, well, why can't you? Mm -hmm. What's in the way? What could I change? I mean, oftentimes we don't question ourselves and we're not as self-aware as we could be, which is part of the process. Mm -hmm. So self-awareness, it isn't always pretty to be self-aware. It can be very, very gnarly. I know my process was very gnarly for a while but you do find out by asking yourself the same questions you would ask someone else so it's almost a role play with yourself it can be I find it um I know it's kind of awkward but looking at myself in the mirror and just asking myself these questions because it it gives you that idea of you're asking somebody else but at the same time you're asking yourself you are both the the questioner and the questionee and Mm -hmm. you get to really stare yourself in the mirror and be like really 
Is that really what you think? <laughs> Come on. I like that. I like that because I think sometimes we are our biggest inhibitors. We get in our own way. We self-sabotage and going in inward, you know, if you fail to go within, you will go without right. is, is extremely true. And I, I know sometimes that we don't take the time, but I, I've been learning through this app that I, I have on my phone that taking 15 minutes of space twice mm -hmm. a day, digital free, get off the phone, you know, right. walk in nature, that kind of thing has made a huge difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that things are solved uh, that I didn't think were solvable or I just have a new inkling and I'll take a slightly different path than I took before. But you will you will have days of conflict. You will have days where you're torn and wish you could clone yourself. And I think a lot of that is setting the expectations of your children, your spouse, your family, and mm. yourself. Very true. Very true. And it's beyond that, really understanding that, that you need to love yourself. And one of my favorite things that my girls and I did um, a little a little bit ago maybe a year ago is we did we started this 28 day love yourself challenge and mm. it was once a, once a day do something and it doesn't matter what it is but do something that shows you love you mm -hmm. it could be wash your face it could be take that 15 minute walk mm -hmm. put something aside say no to something that somebody is asking you to do or put put your makeup on that day whatever it was whatever it shows you it could be take a bath who knows but it was that moment that you're showing yourself you love you are loved by you mm -hmm. and you are worthy and you are a priority and I think women in general get pushed aside for this we think mothers particularly push themselves aside for the fact you know for business for children for spouses for everything else that we're told we have to put that forward and at the same time we want to teach our children that they are important and then they learn by example so if we're not putting ourselves in a in a priority we're not showing them that it's it's a complete contradiction and then beyond that we're not feeding your soul and if you can't feed you know if, if, if the soul is not being fed how are we giving we are all about giving but we're not receiving and it's mm. that it's just that crazy we put ourselves in that in that feedback loop and then we wonder why we're burned out <laughs> You're so right. We have come to the end of our show. I want to make certain that people know where to find more information about you and your free email. You go to Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Schwartzberg, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z-B-E-R-G.com. So Jennifer Schwartzberg.com. It'll be in the show notes. And I, I'm grateful to you for talking about this topic today because it is one that is extremely common and people don't know what to do to start. So you've given them a place to start. And I highly encourage our listeners to go find that website and download that email from Jennifer and give itself a start. You have so much life to give and don't regret when you look back. Thank you for coming on, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure.
Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.